0: Good morning my friends and welcome to yet another stupendous New Year's Eve installment from very high above all other puerile insipid and pedantic forms of Wyoming mainstream media this is Cowboy State Politics. I of course am your illustrious host David Iverson firmly ensconced behind the Silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Big Horns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. You are listening to what is by far the most listened to conservative program in the state of Wyoming. And of course, you can't do any of that without listeners. This audience is by far the most engaged audience that I could have ever hoped to imagine. Thank you very much. Thanks for another awesome year on the program. And it's only going to get better. And we're going to start it off right this morning, my friends, by, of course, doing what we always do, exposing some redcoats. Why? Well, because they're redcoats, and they're doing sneaky, dirty stuff, and they deserve to be exposed. That's why. For you new listeners to the program, I suppose we should start the year off right and explain exactly what a redcoat is. To put it simply, that is quite possibly the most insulting thing that I could ever call someone. You see, I'm a historian and I'm fascinated by American history. And in the annals of American history, there is no single person that is more reviled, more detestable than a redcoat. You see, during the Revolutionary War, the British had spies everywhere. And nobody really knew who was a redcoat or a spy and who was a patriot. Because they all kind of dressed the same. And it wasn't until these British spies went to a home that they had seized from a colonist and they removed their patriot clothes did they reveal themselves for who they really are. Redcoats. Well, this time, my friends, it's not a house that they've seized from a colonist it is a house that they've seized from us Wyoming citizens the people's house so what we have in Wyoming is people come to us and they say things like well we're conservative we love our guns we don't like abortion taxes are really too high and we really ought to control spending you should vote for me because I'm a conservative and because here in Wyoming we're a trusting bunch we fill in that little circle for them And then they go to Cheyenne and they do the exact opposite of what they told us they were going to do. It's worse than that, though. Then they come home and they get on our radio stations and talk to our newspapers and they lie to us about what they've done in Cheyenne. They are redcoats. They're Democrats who can't spell. They're not Republicans and they most certainly are not conservatives. Redcoats. And Cheyenne is full of them. And I have to tell you, I take an enormous amount of glee out of pointing them out to you. And this morning, I have to tell you, my friends, it is going to be a gas. Because I've caught them, red-handed, doing what it is that they always try to do to us. In this case, you might call it moving the goalposts. Or perhaps changing the rules because you don't like the way the game is going. Wait a minute. That sounds a heck of a lot like something the Democrats would do. Well, that's probably because they're all Democrats who can't spell anyway. Chief among them, red-coated Speaker of the House, Albert Sommers. Before we get to all of that, though, I have a little montage that I've put together for you of places we've been and people that we've talked to throughout this past year. I have to admit, I was kind of proud of myself when I went back and started listening to episodes from early on in the year, We really have done a tremendous amount of work, and we've talked to some pretty amazing people. Here, give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy the little trip down memory lane. To every redcoat within the sound of my voice, Welcome to a whole nother year of this program. If you thought conservatives took a lot of seats in 2020, you just wait and see what's going to happen this year. And it's going to be glorious. You know, there's nothing better than watching a bunch of socialists run back to whatever commune they came from. I know that I beat up on the Red Star a lot, but it's completely deserved. However, I may have to send the paramedics down to the former liquor store that that newspaper is now occupying. They've either fallen and bumped to their head, or they've happened upon some secret backstock that the former occupants of their new building had squirreled away in some sort of secret stash. You know, my friends, it is a blast to be me behind this microphone. I mean, admittedly, some days are better than others, but days like today, it's fantastic. He drew a little box around his and 15 other properties that are currently in House District 10. So, representatives wanted, sir, why would you do that if you don't have any plans to move into that house? But we're living in a world now where it seems like people are forgetting about principles. They're focused on hurting the people on the other side, whatever that even means, other side. Who are? What are these sides, even? And in, in the case of the First Amendment, there shouldn't be, well, there shouldn't be any side. It's just... The First Amendment. It's the ability to report what someone gives shows to you. If Tom Lubnow gets a federal court smackdown. Representative Zwanitzer's problems continue to mount. And we get to talk about red-coated Frontier Republican founder Gail Simmons. I just can't imagine what could possibly be better. They say some of the most amazing things on the floor of the Wyoming legislature. Take, for example, this. You know, we're really good at seeing a problem and throwing money at it without coming up with the best possible solution. Yep, we sure are. But then there was this one. I don't think anybody in this room doubts that the United States Congress is out of control. But that said, if, think about this, if we were to vote down this allocation of funds until the, uh, Chief executives, that we're not going to spend a dime of this money, send it all back to Washington D.C. Are your gas prices still going to be high tomorrow? I bet he regrets saying that one. If only we had listened to Representative Chuck Gray when he said this. Um, so it's not taxpayer funds. It's it's printed and it's it's uh, just funny money. It's just being printed and you know thrown out of a helicopter, basically. The result of all of that funny money is record high prices the highest inflation rate in the last 50 years it's around 17 to 18 percent oh i know the administration and the television are telling you that inflation is around eight percent but do you know what they don't include in figuring out what that number is you know this is the new math of determining what the inflation rate is but they don't include fuel prices one more little piece from his article quote As we grapple with the twin headed monster of energy security and climate change, we must be strategic, end quote. Excuse me? The twin headed monster of energy security and climate change? I think it's pretty clear that Governor Gordon believes that climate change is a real thing. And one of the things I always talk about with Wyoming and what I'm proud of is that Wyoming makes people's lives better. We're the largest coal producer in the nation. We're one of the largest oil and gas producers in the nation. We're one of the top livestock producers in the nation. Uh, the, the the reality is that those decisions not only affect us directly, but there's a ricochet effect throughout the entire United States. was the chief investigator for Congress back in the 90s uh, when Speaker Gingrich was there and uh, I helped uh, lead the impeachment of, of Bill Clinton, did, did all the investigations from Whitewater all the way through impeachment. Um, and then I got to uh, lead a Supreme Court case in Citizens United versus the Federal Election Commission in 2010. Um, so uh, it, it's been a, it's been a great ride in the conservative movement for me and I've been incredibly blessed to participate at a, a very high level for a long time and, and survive it. Oh, I think you got to stop and take a look at what you're doing here. I speak against this because, it kind of reminds me of that fairy tale, Cinderella. Hey, yeah. oh, over the last year, I've had Harriet Hageman on the program, David Bossy, James O'Keefe, Governor Gordon, the Secretary of State, the Superintendent of Public Instruction, the State Treasurer, over 27 candidates running for the Wyoming State Legislature. What an incredible year! There really isn't another program in this state that has that resume. The other people that deserve a tremendous amount of thanks are the generous sponsors of Cowboy State Politics. Morton Buildings, The Winget Food Truck, 307 Cowboy Country and Fabrication, New Trend Hats, Gunrunner Auctions, and The Buffalo Wool Company. All of them are tremendous companies, and I just can't thank them enough for their support of this program. If you'd like to find out more about them, go to the Sponsors tab at cowboystatepolitics.com, and I've got links to all of their websites there. Now, if you'd like to become a sponsor of Cowboys State Politics, we've got a lot more advertising opportunities that are coming in the next year. Just go ahead and shoot me an email. The address is David at I'd absolutely love to get that conversation started with you. You might be wondering, where exactly have the Redcoats tried to move the goalposts to this time? Let's begin at the beginning, shall we? There were over 30 seats that changed hands in this past election in the House of Representatives. Actually, there was 31 seats. Most of those were taken up by truly conservative candidates. Right out of the gate... This completely eliminated the supermajority that the Redcoats have had in the Wyoming House of Representatives for quite some time. Even though last session they did have a supermajority, there were some things that they were not able to ram through the legislature and get them passed. I've mentioned over and over on the program how they tried Medicaid expansion eight different times, eight different ways in two years. All of them failed so even in the last two sessions they weren't exactly able to do whatever it is that they wanted but they had a much better chance of getting some of their legislation passed well this year their hopes are even dimmed a little bit more at best they have a one or two seat majority in the house of representatives of course the liberal media in wyoming is not going to tell you that Think about the majority floor leader position that Representative Chip Nyman won. He won it by one vote. So now that a member of the House Freedom Caucus is the majority floor leader and controls which bills hit the floor when, the game is actually pretty fairly matched. The Redcoats have the Speaker's chair and the Conservatives, the members of the Freedom Caucus, have the majority floor leader position. By the way, it should be absolutely fascinating to everybody that we do have two sides of the aisle within one party. That's because all of the Democrats are hiding in the Republican Party, because if they were actually honest about who they are, they wouldn't stand a chance at getting elected in most Wyoming counties. If you go to evidencebasedwyoming.com and look up the amount of time that a lot of these people vote with the Democrats, you're going to be shocked at how often Republicans vote the majority of time with the left. Yeah, the Republican Speaker of the House votes with the left over 80% of the time. He's by far one of the most liberal legislators in the Wyoming House of Representatives, and that's saying something because there are a few liberal Democrats in the House. Well, back to our story. So instead of playing a fair game, like they should be doing, the Redcoats have decided to literally change the rules of the game to benefit themselves every deliberative body be it the school board the library board the solid waste district the city council the county commissioners and the legislature all of them function on parliamentary procedure every board except the legislature uses robert's rules of order the legislature uses another version of it called mason's manual of legislative procedure It's essentially the same thing as Robert's Rules of Order, although there are some subtle differences in how you handle certain motions and how things actually work. But honestly, there's not that much difference. Now, I realize a lot of this is going to get pretty heady, but trust me, it's super important and you need to pay attention to it. Redcoat Albert Sommers and friends really are trying to change how the legislature operates to benefit themselves. Not to benefit you, no. It's to benefit them and allow them to do what they want to you. In every governing body, doesn't really matter what type it is, you have an order of precedence, And what those are, are the governing documents for whatever board that you're on. And depending on what type of board it is, those documents might differ a little bit. Imagine this order of precedence, kind of like a pyramid. The further down towards the base of the pyramid you get, the more general the rules are. Conversely, the higher up you go in the pyramid, the more specific they become. So for the Wyoming legislature, at the base of our pyramid, we have the Wyoming Constitution. Everything that is done in the legislature has to conform to the Constitution. The next level up on our pyramid are the Wyoming statutes. And essentially what that does is it takes the Constitution and it specifies it down to particular instances. More specificity. Next up, we have the House, Senate, and joint rules. These are rules that are all agreed upon, and they're actually agreed upon at the beginning of each session. Most of these are how the legislature operates internally. So it might cover things like uh, whether a motion requires a two-thirds vote or a simple majority. Or there are rules as to when a motion can be brought, whether it can be brought on first reading or second reading or third reading of a bill. But they cover how the legislature operates itself. On the top of the pyramid is the Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedure. This says a lot of the same things that the House, Senate, or joint rules say. But it just further clarifies them, and there are some things in there that pertain specifically to each House of the legislature. So, for an example, could be, in the House, on third reading, a member can move an amendment that deletes the enacting clause out of the bill. This is done to facilitate further debate on the bill. And after the debate has concluded, then the bringer of the amendment withdraws it, and then they proceed to a vote on the bill. The Senate doesn't do that. So, the Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedure clarifies that point. So, it's more general. It really does read like, this is how you do it. And since this is a document that is written by the legislature and the Legislative Service Office, as long as it doesn't conflict with Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure and the standing rules, they can make any changes they want to it, providing they can get the votes. So the very first sneaky thing they've done, and I'm sure that this is just an innocuous, meaningless change and doesn't have any relevance to the rest of the legislature, is they just wanna make two little alterations to the standing rules. They've just cleaned it up a little bit and removed two little words. Documents obtained by Cowboy State Politics show the changes that the legislative majority, that is, the Redcoats, want to make to the rules. The first two little changes are to the House and Senate rules. First, I'll read you the original version, and then what they've changed it to. You're going to love this. It's great. Quote, Senate Rule 1-1. The Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedure shall govern procedural matters for the legislature not shown elsewhere in these rules and not inconsistent with those found in the Wyoming law or Constitution, Changes to this manual shall be made only by a majority vote of the members of the Senate. A little wonky, but not too bad. Here's what they've changed it to and added it as House Rule one because they didn't have a version for the House before. Quote, The Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedure shall govern procedural matters for the legislature not shown elsewhere in these rules and not inconsistent with those found in the Wyoming Constitution. Changes to this manual shall only be made by a majority vote of the members of the House of Representatives, end quote. Hold on, wait a minute. The original version read this way, not shown elsewhere in these rules and not inconsistent with those found in the Wyoming law or constitution. The new version, not shown elsewhere in these rules and not inconsistent with those found in the Wyoming constitution, period. The two words they've removed, the word the, and the word law, or the part of it that refers to the Wyoming statutes. They've removed the Wyoming statutes from the order of precedence. So in other words, on the floor of the legislature, they don't have to pay attention to what is already Wyoming law. You have to follow the statutes, but they don't, omitting those two little words completely change what the governing documents of the Wyoming legislature are. Now they don't have to pay attention to Wyoming law. Fantastic. This next little change is equally as troubling. Joint Rule Ten One. It originally said, changes to this manual shall be made only by a majority vote of the members of the Senate and of the House of Representatives voting separately with the consent of the rules committees of the Senate and the House. The change they want to make Well, they've completely eliminated the last part of that sentence. Here's how it'll read now. Changes to this manual shall be made only by a majority vote of the members of the Senate and of the House of Representatives voting separately. Period. There's no need, really, to deal with that pesky rules committee anymore. Here's what they do. Occasionally, on the floor of the legislature, a member will try to say, I don't know, add an amendment that is out of order. Somebody else will object and call for a ruling of the Rules Committee. And of course, the Rules Committee, they'll look at the legislative rules and decide if what that member wants to do is within the scope of the rules. And if not, they can't do what they want. So for example, last year when Nancy Case wanted to add a footnote to the budget to expand Medicaid... The Rules Committee said that that was out of order, and Nancy was prevented from doing what he wanted to do. Now, we just do whatever we want. Nobody has to check the rules at all. Oh, great. But those are just two little changes that they want to make to the rules. The rest of the changes, and these are equally as fabulous, they want to make to the Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedure. Before we go there, why are all of these rules important? Well, they're in place to protect the minority in the legislature so that no matter who is in charge, they still can't run roughshod over the people that are in the minority. Most of the time, this deals with a difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. But in our legislature, we really have two parties within the Republican Party, the Redcoats and the Conservatives. So, these rules and others like it, which I'll explain here in just a minute, protect the rights of the minority. Though they operate differently, these rules are no different than the filibuster in the United States Senate. It exists to prevent the majority from doing whatever they want and abusing the rights of the minority in the legislature. Everyone has to follow the rules. And if you're the Redcoats and you think the rules might be an impediment to what you want to do to Wyoming citizens, well then, just change them and do whatever you want. So the first two little changes that they've made to the rules is they've eliminated Wyoming statutes from the order of precedence. They don't have to pay attention to that anymore. And they completely eliminated the need for the rules committee. So they can do whatever they want. And I'm telling you, my friends, things happen extraordinarily fast in the legislature. Without the Rules Committee and without having to pay attention to Wyoming statute, the Redcoats will do whatever they want to do. And most of the time, they'll be successful because things happen so quickly. And if they don't have to involve the Rules Committee, then nobody's going to catch it. You see what I'm getting at here? This whole thing is a ploy to allow the Redcoats to run over the top of the Conservatives, even though they don't necessarily have a supermajority in the House of Representatives. This is a big deal, my friends. Two little words and one half of a sentence can change the way the legislature operates. These next few little changes to the Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedure are equally as exciting... The first paragraph of the document is brand new, we didn't have it before, and it's amazing, my friends. Listen to this, quote, The provisions of the Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedures may be suspended as to a particular action of a House by a majority vote of the elected members of the House or elected members of the Senate for actions in their respective bodies, end quote. So there's a motion that is both in Robert's Rules of Order and in Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure called a motion to suspend the rules. And it requires a two-thirds majority. But not anymore. Now they can suspend the Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedures by a majority vote. Here's why that's important. Remember the fairness in Women's Sports Act that Redcoat Albert Somers did not want to bring to the floor for debate? This is exactly how the Redcoats prevented that bill from being debated. The conservatives tried to suspend the rules, basically, and bring that bill out of Albert Somers' desk onto the floor so that they could have a vote on it. The reason why they're making this change now is it is a conservative that is the majority floor leader. You know, the person that decides which bills get debated and when on the floor of the legislature? Well, because it's Chip Nyman, they want the ability to override any of his decisions by a majority vote. In other words, when it was Albert Summers who was the majority floor leader, this rule was great and it was absolutely necessary and under no circumstances could we suspend that rule. But because it's a conservative, Chip Nyman, well, now, you know, we could really just do away with it and just change it to a majority vote. This is the exact argument that every single redcoat that got hammered for voting against the Fairness in Women's Sports Act used. They didn't want to change the rules because that wasn't right. Now, if you're a redcoat and you're getting your panties in a bunch because of what I've said in this episode, you're probably going to point to item number three in that same first paragraph. You're probably going to say, no, 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 we've said that it still requires a two-thirds vote to change the rules. Not exactly. Let me just read it to you. Quote, Nothing in this section shall be interpreted to supersede the required vote to rescind, change, add to, or suspend a rule of the Senate as specified in SR 1-3, a rule of the House as specified in HR 1-3, or a joint rule as specified in JR 11-4. This is a bunch of lawyer speak, my friends, but here's what it means. This is a cover your e- CYA addition to the rules. They're going to say, no, no, look, it still says you have to have a two-thirds vote. You know, we're not really doing all of that evil, dastardly stuff. But guess where the duties of the majority floor leader reside? They're not in the Senate rules or the House rules. They're in the Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedures. And item number one says they can change that by a majority vote and not a two-thirds. Don't you just hate it when you have a parliamentarian that has the most listened to political podcast in the state of Wyoming? Anyhow, so if you don't win enough seats in the legislature, yeah, just change the rules so that you can do what you want. Oh, as an aside note, Representative Barry Crago, remember, you told everybody in Johnson County that the reason you didn't vote for the Fairness in Women's Sports Act is it required you to vote against the rules. And that's something that you just couldn't do. You might want to remember that, the first few days of the legislature. I'm just saying. And as it relates to all of the other redcoats that somehow made it out of the primary, I'm going to use this against you too, so don't think I've forgotten. So anyhow, there's a couple of other changes that they've made to the Wyoming Manual of Legislative Procedures and the Rules. But I've given you the big points, and if you want to read all of them, I've posted all of those documents to CowboyStatePolitics.com, and you can read them for yourself. But if you're a conservative, you should be calling your legislator telling them not to vote for any of these changes. What they're doing is no different than trying to eliminate the legislative filibuster. They didn't win enough seats in the election, so now they're trying to change the rules to benefit them. You don't like how the game is going? Well, just move the goalposts, change the rules, and buy off the ref. That's what the Redcoats do, my friends. Well, that'll do it for today's installment of Weekend Update. Have an awesome New Year's Eve. And please, for the love of God, if you're going to go out drinking, get somebody to drive for you. Change the rules on law enforcement. Prevent them from being able to pull you over. And think about this. In most places... Monday is a holiday, so you might have to sit in the slammer till Tuesday before you can talk to the judge. Think about it. Have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday where we'll visit with Secretary of State Carl Allred on his last day in office. From the base of the Bighorns on this New Year's Eve, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.